This morning's Dharma talk is uh, rather timely, I think. Not something I've talked about before, but I think it needs to be covered a little bit anyway. And so because there's several different uh, aspects to this, uh, and they go different directions, I'm not going to leave it up to my memory to make sure I covered everything. So I'm going to read uh, a little bit of what I intended to talk about. Then I'll talk a little bit more on after this. And then I highly, highly recommend that you ask questions. Don't leave me hanging up here by myself, please. It's so lonely. Your civic duty, your civic duty. Interesting thing to be coming from this particular direction, but it needs to be discussed. First of all, it is your civic duty to vote. Don't argue about that. And why do I say that? To participate in your community and culture, even though you may feel unsupported by its form, structure, and shortcomings. You are not on a mountaintop in ancient China. You are here right now. Participate. It is your civic duty to protect the health of your Sangha your family and community, which includes the entire humanity of the world. It is your civic duty to put the welfare of others at least equal with your own, and perhaps even before your own. It would be very situational, and if you're training your mind, you'll know when that is appropriate and when it is not. It will be choiceless. Or not. It is your civic duty to train your mind, so the lack of training, it is your civic duty to train your mind. Listen to this closely. You should ask questions about this. Hopefully. So the lack of training or confusion in your mind, your hidden bias and prejudice, and prejudice is always hidden. Quite often we hear people say, well, I'm not prejudiced. Well, I can tell you right now, I am prejudiced. You have questions about that. If you don't, then you're probably prejudiced. So we have something in common. It's your civic duty to train your mind so the lack of training or confusion in your mind, your hidden bias and prejudice are exposed. Not gotten rid of. That's a misunderstanding. You can't get rid of that. If you think you can, it's like meditating away your ears. What, what is all this? I don't need all this extra stuff. I'll meditate. That'll fall off. And then I'll just uh, have uh, alien ears. That might take a few billion years. Unintended. That way, any fear-based convictions, any fear-based convictions, ideas, opinions, and false understanding are not spread out into the world as facts, thereby adding to the rampant confusion that shows up everywhere in this material realm we call samsara. Train your mind to see clearly so that before you open your mouth and express more confusion, you will be aware of that and you'll be responsible for their confusion. It's not about getting rid of anything. You don't have to get rid of anything. It's pretty difficult to get rid of stuff anyway. 
Don't rely on guesswork, guesswork to guide your life. Train your mind to see the truth. Don't cover it up with opinions. Find a true path that seems to make sense to you, sometimes called a spiritual path. Since the emphasis is on others, on helping others, not just on your own petty issues and mundane concerns. Not that you wouldn't have a lot, of course. You need to take, you need to have a job, you need to feed yourself, you need to take care of yourself. So, that's all I had there written down. So it is your, if you're part of a community, then you need to, I need to, we need to participate in that community enough so that we are at least, there's some kind of communication happening there. Voting is communication. It may not be the ideal kind, but it never is. Communication is always a misunderstanding. That's why it's called communication. If communication always worked and always was completely uh lacking in any kind of preconception that replaces the actual uh, original intention of the communication, then we just we wouldn't have any issue at all. We wouldn't have to even talk. So in your particular situation, it may be, may be necessary for you to participate more in your community. You may need to run for office. I think that would be up to you. I'm not going to encourage anybody to do that. You may need to have a job. You may need to, may need to become a monk. That is your business, not mine. If you make it my business, I'll help you. But only with your permission. No, no encouragement to do that. The only thing I encourage you to do, and everyone, whether you're Buddhist or not, makes no difference from this perspective. Train your mind so that you see, so that you just don't rely on your opinions, your conclusions, your uh, your frozen, that froze, frozen areas of the mind that are too, too uh, uncomfortable to explore. It's uncomfortable. I know about that. So I'm able to do this. And of course, I'm biased in this area. I say, this is the way I would, I think that it's best to train your mind. I'm not saying there may be some other way. Perhaps. But if you sit down and hold very still and just watch what continues to move, the very nature of your consciousness will begin to reveal to you, and different with everyone, the way in which you're covering things up, the way in which you're turning away from certain aspects of your mind stream, your consciousness, your karma, causes and conditions that arise as everything from the shape of your ears to the, the, the speed with which you process information in a conceptual manner, the speed and the, and the texture with, it, with which you process information in an intuitive manner. Those are actually not separate, but they are quite often separated because, why? Because ego needs control. I'm not talking about the flamboyant ego that everyone thinks someone is egotistical. I'm talking about those very subtle areas of me, 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 and my stuff, my ideas, my position, my understanding. Me, me, me. You don't have to get rid of it, but it might be a very good idea to be aware 
of how deeply entrenched you are or I am or anyone is in their self-centeredness, in their narcissism. Uh, so, any any questions about this? Uh, what I the statement there? Uh, your civic duty should have a, have a few around that, since I rarely use those words, if ever. Cheese on bowing. Yes, sir. Um, something that I really struggle with is not shutting down with people that have different ideas about what that that is. So, how do we communicate when somebody's convictions are contrary to our own bowing? Well, it's, it's very situational. Thank you for that question. It's very situational, but it is always about receiving. It, it's, and the receiving happens several different ways. Eventually, it'll just happen one way. And that one way we can talk about later if you want. But initially, on the path, that you're on the path, is to, is to receive what is showing up uh, as their uh, expression that, that you are assuming uh, is uh, or are responding to in your own uh, mind stream as uh, crazy or confused or or uh, self-centered or um, bigoted or what uh, go on and on. But notice what, what arises. Watch the movement that comes as their their expression or their language or their words or their commentary or their whatever they're promoting their propaganda to themselves and to you. So first receive that. Then receive your response to it. In other words, watch how you respond negatively, positively, or maybe neutrally, or maybe just not wanting to think about it, not wanting to look at it. Watch the way that you do. So you're receiving what's showing up on the so-called outside, and you're receiving what is uh, uh, showing up on the so-called subjective area. You're watching those move. They look very separate. You can't have the once coming up in your mind stream. You can't have that coming up in your mind stream without that coming up, up uh, in the so-called out there objective stream. This is a very, very, uh, very, very fine uh, level of, uh, of teaching. If you're a student, then that will be a teaching. And I could elaborate a little bit. I could say, if you really see deeply into what's coming towards you, you see deeply into your response to it, and the way in which your response to it is actually mirroring what's coming towards you, or warfare. If you see that, then you won't go to war. You do not have to stop that feeling. That's a misunderstanding. To think you have to stop feeling that way, this is a, this is a, a, a directly connected to the, the imputation, the belief that you are somebody, that you're a separate being who shouldn't feel that way. And then you notice that commentary coming up. And then you may, if you see really deeply, if you're able to get through the, the situation of uh, not responding, not attacking, not disagreeing with, not agreeing with, not doing anything with it, give them a, a lot of eye contact. And maybe you can tilt your head to one side twice. And if they say, are you listening to me? Say, of course. And then you re- repeat everything they said. So where I was going with that is the next thing that you may see is as you listen, if you don't accept it and you don't reject it and you don't uh, uh, 
ignore it. That means you're also not accepting, rejecting, or ignoring what is arising in your own mind stream that is triggered by what they're saying. If you're not doing any rejecting anywhere in, in yourself or at them or with them or around them, you just see what it is, then you will see how much they're suffering. And that's how they cover up their suffering. When, it, when you begin to see that, it becomes obvious why people are insane. Because they, they, that's how you get out of the, the nerve endings in the mind, in the mind stream, and the emotions. Uh, get away from that being so painful or so threatening or so fearful. These people who charge uh, into Lansing with uh, all looking all scruffy and, and with their uh, military stuff on, with their big uh, long guns and so on, threatening the governor and so on. These people are fear. It's fear that motivates that. So uh, that's, that's the whole thing about macho stuff, men and their control modalities that have been going on forever. Trevor Bowling. Yes. In that situation you brought up with like the people going to the Capitol and, um, yes, they might say that they're protecting something or even putting the welfare of other people for themselves. Yeah. So, what is it to actually do that to put others yeah. for yourself that's not out of that position? Well, fundamentally, it's to mind your own business. I mean, in a, a fundamental way. And I don't mean to be sarcastic. But that might, by actually minding your own business, just watching your own mind stream. That's what I'm saying. Mind your mind stream. Watch your mind stream that reacts to that without shutting it down. Oh, I can't feel that way. That's just as bad as they are. You might need to feel exactly as bad as they. You might need to actually resonate with the, the desire to, which is what they want to do. They want to kill her. They want to get rid of their emotions, their feelings. I'm not accusing them of anything. Poor little boys. It must be painful to be that fearful. You have to go and threaten uh, not only a, a governor but a, a woman. Take her to where? I don't know, Wisconsin, and try her, and then lynch her, or something like that. It's intense. So observing that is important. I mean, it, it, the momentum of that kind of situation is too far along the line for you to go in and try to take your own AK-47 and, and aim it at them and, and tell them to back down. Going that direction is not so good. Probably you already know that. But you can, it's, it's already, the momentum is there. The rocks are already coming down the hill. And relatively speaking, and relatively acting, and relatively receiving, you might not be able to do much there unless, you're, unless your ego is at stake where you have to look like someone who's doing something. It's like when somebody comes and scolds you because you're not doing what they think you should do. And that that's, uh, shows up everywhere, shows up at work, shows up in families, especially shows up with parents who are with good intentions or trying to train their children uh, without training their own mind. Just going to use their ideas and concepts because they think they know more than the children. Look into the eyes of a four-year-old and receive. And then slowly, if you look into the eyes of that four-year-old, 
as they slowly grow up, you'll, you'll notice kind of a glaze comes over that. And part of that is it's, uh, when I say part, of course it's definitely the risen. It has to do with everything. There isn't any, you can't leave anything out. You can't leave out the hairs on, on a cat. Every time a whisker moves, everything, everything moves. It's not magical thinking, it's just that. Mallory, you yes. brought up how we might have to resonate with that um, punched your hand. Um, I mean, like this? Yeah, like that. When I would do that with like the, the capital situation, I can relate to and understand like their kind of hero mentality, like they're protecting the Constitution, and I can yeah. almost get behind it. So, how can we see that that? Is actually covering up fear when it looks like heroism. Exactly, you're 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 saying it. That's how it's done. Just train your mind to see it. You don't have to do anything with it. If you have, that's why I say over and over again, don't do anything unless you have to. But if you have to, then do it as well as you can, whatever it may be. It's situational. It's it, you can't do it out of a particular protocol, even though we have forms and laws. But when those laws become, sometimes those laws and those forms become cages, and suddenly we find that everything we're trying to protect is actually being destroyed. So it, it, we have to operate out of our awareness rather than out of our thinking process. Most of the world is not doing that. Sound no Go ahead, Sound. Go ahead. I know some, I know some people who, for you mentioned cages, they might say things and feel very passionately like those kids deserve to be in cages. Their parents deserve to be punished. And I have extraordinary passion and aggression that come up when people say those sorts of things and maybe even reify those statements with their votes. How do we receive that level of, I don't even know what to call it from people. So here again, I think it's, uh, it's, I would say don't don't do anything. Uh, you could receive it insofar as you can, uh, but it, it would uh, depend quite a bit on the situation. On just so many, you know, how old is the person? How well do you know them? Uh, are they are they saying this, yelling this in your ear? Uh, is this coming to you? Is uh, there seem to be some trepidation in their voice as they're talking about this? I'm just naming one of five hundred things. So I would say if if you're on receive and you're you're not only receiving. Everything is that is reactionary in your mind uh, about what they're saying, but receive everything, receive it all, and then if any action needs to uh, to come up, uh, it will it will show up. And the action might be something as simple. And I mean, this is not a recommendation. You don't, you don't have to do what I'm about to say to you. I'm just saying this is something that that could show up. You might say that must be difficult to feel like that. It must be difficult for you to feel like that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You wouldn't want to emphasize it too much, and it sounds like you're mocking them. And you may be. So, insofar as you can, as, be as genuine, as genuine as as you can, and realize that they're they're suffering too. That they're they're suffering, and then this is the since they don't have any relatively don't have any help that would help them fundamentally when they were three or four years old, or fifteen, or twenty five, or Last week, everyone communicates through some kind of opposition or warfare or anything. Our sports are full of it. 
not wrong that saying people shouldn't play sports. I'm just saying be aware of what that what that's about. Because when it gets out of hand, then you you have people in a sports arena, uh, like in uh, some areas. Uh, it's not coming to mind right away where I've seen actual fights break out between soccer teams. Kevin Bowling. That's Kevin. You mentioned that we might need to feel as badly as those we're uh, opposition to. Is that compassion, Bowling? I think that's the way. That's the way compassion starts. Uh, the, the, it's not feeling uh, for someone. It's feeling. You could say it's feeling more feeling with them to actually resonate. So sometimes to feel uh, with someone who is who is in a lot of pain and suffering, we, we actually start to feel like that in a way. So, but then someone else who is also feeling terrible, but their expression of it is different. It's not just. The obvious kind of uh, helpless pain that one goes through, say in a hospital bed or something, or through a, a marriage breakup or losing uh, uh, you know, a, a wife or a husband or a child or something. That's the resonance there. But when someone is is they're suffering and their reaction is something that is uh, that we that is uh, more warlike, then instead of resonating with that and feeling what that's like and then to feel with it's not feeling for feeling for uh, goes into feeling sorry for someone it's a it's a, a highly polished form of uh, ego and so it's not identical obviously or maybe not so obviously uh, feeling with something uh, feeling, feeling sorry for someone uh, Sympathy, I'm not against that. I'm just saying that it can be. Close on bowing. As it regards our practice, um, the precepts and the forms, you say just observe. So, what is observing in the context of duty? Observe the form of the, when I say your civic duty, I said, uh, I'm just saying it is, um, if you're listening to me and you're, which you are, I would say then train your mind. And that may, that's going to show up in lots of different forms. And this doesn't mean, as I said initially, not about going to a mountaintop. Some people want to get away from everything and want to be, some people go into retreat and just love retreat because they don't have to deal with anybody. They don't. They don't see. They see that as meditating. I see it as extreme narcissism, hiding out from everyone, hiding out. It's called uh, classically called a pratyeka buddha. Mike, is somebody in your room saying things more interesting than what I'm saying? I, I think I got a lot of competition there from the way you're grinning and laughing. <laughs> Having more fun than we're having. Kevin Bowling. Go ahead, Kevin. <clears throat> Regarding our meditation practice, you suggest that we don't suggest it to others, make them drag it out of us. But in terms of our civic duty, 
should we be advocating that others also vote or engage bowing? I, I think that's so situational. Uh, I, I'm, I'm doing it here. I do it, I've done it a little bit in the past, but this is specific. We're two days away. And if you watch any of the interviews with people, which some of the news report reporters have been very good at trying to include as many people as possible. Uh, it's astonishing the way people uh, describe their, their, uh, the way that their fear manifests as needing to uh, align themselves with, with someone who is uh, successful relatively at dealing with their fear by being outlandishly uh, narcissistic. And so, as I've said before, that people, everyone's walking around with a little bit of that in their uh, lower levels, which I'll call uh, sometimes uh, jokingly and sometimes not so jokingly, the 13th century. You're not separate from anybody, anywhere, anytime. Even your past life isn't your past life. It doesn't belong to you. Nothing belongs to you. So I would say there may be, situationally, there may be uh, times when you would say, even though I've said, don't do this, there may be times when you would do just the opposite of that. No, this isn't a time when this particular situation, I need to tell this person something. Or I need to say that. But it, can, it needs to come out of the situation. And if you're already doing a lot of mind training, you're already training your mind a lot, you might not feel particularly awake or enlightened or whatever. But you'll notice a lot of times the, the feeling of being more clear about something comes up in relationship. Like you may not be so clear about about your own, your own neurosis because your idea of clarity is a misunderstanding. It's not conventional understanding. Uh, clarity is always about confusion. You can't be clear about clarity. There's only one way you can be clear about clarity, and that's when there isn't anything else. But the past quality uh, has to do with being clear about confusion. This is what the Buddha saw. So that's not only your own uh, lack of clarity or confusion, but sometimes when you're actually feeling that, experiencing that, seeing that, how you don't really know, that's the best time to really relate to someone else who also doesn't really know, except the way they express it is different than you. You're actually saying, I don't really know, because you're a meditator. Instead of, uh, with them, they're actually turning away from that through, through violence or through sadness or through depression or through anxiety. Fifteen or twenty other dynamics that happen in the mind when 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 fear starts to arise. Some people shut down through anger. Some people shut down through uh, oh well. Some people shut down through not voting. I'm not going to participate in that. You hear that intense self-centeredness come out of that. But self-centeredness uh, shows up in lots of different ways. It shows up as a uh, uh, apparent uh, relative strength. An apparent relative weakness. Show up either way. More about that, Kevin? Go ahead, son. Go ahead, son. Uh, I have a two. I have a two-part question. If it makes sense, but the, the first part, part is. Give me the second one. Second part. Second part. Second part. Please. Second part. I'm just. I'm just uh, having fun. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. My robot was interrupting you. Um, I, okay, so my first part here is if we disagree with someone profoundly, what is our best way of supporting them? 
So there again, you know, it's, it's situational. It depends on who they are, how well you know them, and all the things that I, I can't even go into it. It's so, but but insofar as you can, don't abandon them, and uh, and don't join them. What's the other one? The other part of the question? No, the other part of the three poisons. Uh, you said abandon, join, or uh, I don't know, maybe ignore, correct? That might that might work. So don't do any of those. And so with each person, that's going to show up a little bit differently. Some person, one uh, situation might actually talk to them. You might actually even console them. Uh, and not, not to be sarcastic, but you come in and says that that must be a horrible thing to be going through. And they might be kind of shocked that you're taking that approach. So I think it's, and again, I, I don't mean to uh, give you a response that's always the same. It's situational, situational, situational. <laughs> so, but it does have that quality to it. And there are some areas uh, through your sitting practice, as I think I said a moment ago, when you feel the least secure about your own emotional dynamic, dynamic, you might be the most, uh, most clear about someone else's. And why? Because fundamentally, and that's with a capital F, by the way, fundamentally, we're not separate. We just look that way. And when you realize you're not, I'm not saying uh, you become a mind reader, but you, but there's no, there aren't a lot of minds anymore. There's just mind. And some people are, are uh, more, it's more obvious the way in which they're um, confused. And, and others, it's not so obvious. So I say, don't do anything unless you have to. That being said, not to let you off the hook completely, the very time when you feel the most kind of flummoxed by the whole thing might be the time to actually um, relate to the person more directly. And here again, I would have to know what the content was to be able to come in. And, uh, and this is talked about a little, a little bit in the four, the four karmas of magnetizing, enriching, or pacifying, magnetizing, enriching, and destroying. Just four different ways of dealing with any kind of energy in front of you. Try to calm it down, uh, try to fluff it up, uh, try to buff elbows with it, or just rip its head off. Sorry for being so tantric. But I'm just saying you may need to, you may need to be direct and sincere and honest with any situation that comes up. I'm not, I'm not giving you permission to kill people. It's a misunderstanding for sure. <laughs> but I'm just saying you, you know, there may be a few dead bodies in your path, which may be you know, people's opinions and ideas. You know, you know, you could actually help someone work with their with that situation if you're very clear about the way in which you are prejudiced. You're not going to be able to work with prejudice unless you if you keep uh, you, me, I, any of us start thinking we're not prejudiced. That kind of a conclusion is the very nature of prejudice. I'm not prejudiced. I'm not aggressive. I'm not uh, clinging. I'm not grasping. What did somebody accuse me of clinging to recently? On the Peloponnesian Oh, yeah. Somebody, I think it was David. Somebody comes up on the, on the, on the, uh, the Open Heart Project, uh, sent me a poem. I remember David Drucker. Very, very interesting uh, writing. Obviously, a very scholarly fellow. But he, he in his uh, introductory part, 
uh, kind of accused me of clinging to the Peloponnesian War. <laughs> I am the Peloponnesian War. And so are you. And I am clinging to it. Ozambari. Yes. Sheldon has a question in the chat box. Go ahead, Sheldon. He says, the current state of our political climate has divided many of us from our friends and families. We don't agree with them and maybe begin to ignore them altogether. You often tell us that we should support our friends and families in, in what they need to do. How can we support them if we don't agree with their ideas and opinions? Again, situational, depends on who, what, where. I mean, it's pretty hard to disregard your mom. Uh, pretty hard to, if it's a, a relative or a neighbor, someone that lives next door, or someone that lives in an apartment in the same building you're in. There's all kinds of ways to do that. I, I would say just uh, as little as possible. Because if there's no openness there, then you can't you can't do anything with it because it, it immediately come, turns out to be anything you do, they will they need an enemy. They can't handle the aggression in their own heart. They need an enemy. And that's what a lot of this is about all over the country. This this is just a cycle thing. That's why I use Peloponnesian War. I could be easily as easily use any war, anytime. Civil war. That was a really polarized one. Uh, and Having a, and there was a, you know, as they say, what is they somebody said, there's good people on both sides. It's just a, it's, it's, it's so stupid that it's true. Because the motivation behind making that kind of determination is, a, is about controlling people, not about making a, a, a comment on the fundamental nature of reality. So don't do much with it. Don't do much with it. Don't don't give yourself a hard time because you're not doing some kind of appropriate thing. You don't have to ignore them. You can you know touch base every now and then. How's it going? How's things going for you? And they might come back and say, you know exactly how it is for me. You know you know kind of indignant because you're you're not acknowledging you know twenty four seven the terrible thing they're going through and that happens and just receive that you can even apologize once one apology is fine two apologies is more about you there are a few questions on YouTube okay first from Josh in Kalamazoo that civic policies appear to be run by people dominated by an untrained mind to control others. Why join in, especially in voting, when the cushion tells me to not do anything? Well, I'm telling you to vote. And I invented the cushion. I'm being silly, but I'm just saying you need to participate in the situation that you're in. You don't want to abandon, but also you don't necessarily have to participate in, you know, participate in that uh, in a way that is necessarily supportive. You, you know, you, you have to be, 
we can have an, uh, an ideal and we can have uh, opinions and ideas, but when it comes down to something like this, we probably, probably need to participate in a system that is basically messed up. So I'm happy to take a further question in that area, Josh, if you have it, but you, sh you should be voting. Uh, don't be some kind of idealist who's going to just run to the mountaintop, even though the mountaintop is in your meditation room. Vote later. But vote. Not too much later. Thank you, Bowing. A question from Shane in Virginia. Shane. How do you work with your civic duty if you're not allowed to vote or hold office? Um. Well, it's uh, the particular situation that someone is in. Uh, not much you can do about that. But I, uh, but again, it's I hate to keep going back to the situational thing. But it would be how how does that work? Uh, it just goes back and forth. There's some kind of uh, internecine warfare is going on with political parties and everything. It's just painful to. To watch it, but also uh, we, we feel like we really need to watch, uh, especially because this whole country could turn into a uh, third world a nation with a, with a, a dictator. Very easily could happen in the next few days, and it's possible. And uh, you know, we've been fighting wars and fighting wars. We've been my father. Uh, at age 26, was killed in the Second World War, and he did not want to go, but they didn't have a uh, resistor kind of thing going on, so he, he had to go. So does that make him a hero? And somebody says to me, thank you for your service. Uh, that irritates me, because it's about the person who's saying that. It's not about anything I did. So it's irritating. I'm not going to say anything about it other than right now. I would say So as far as someone that who can't because of uh, whatever, can't vote uh, because of their background or because of their status in some different way, I would just say, find some way to do it. Find some way to help others. It doesn't have to be a, a lot. It could be just a little bit. And, and there's different ways to do that, different ways that it shows up. Uh, the important thing, I think, uh, that we do, whether you're a meditator or not, or whether you're never meditate again, just find some way to put the others before yourself. Some people do that with their, their job. They be, because they want to do that, they try to find, they become nurses, they become doctors, they become therapists, they become, and uh, that's, sometimes that's, that's what we do. That's what we can do. Don't know what else to do. Further question uh, on uh, YouTube, uh, Juju? A question from Hakaron. Hakaron. Ultimately, is there ever a wrong action? Only relatively. There's no wrong actions, ultimately. Ultimately, there is no action. And that's not something you can understand with the, the mind that is constantly looking and dealing with any kind of logic, whether it's even threefold logic, any kind of this and that or up and down, back and forth, all the things we use to shuffle around to try to 
uh, manipulate or control or protect us somehow. Relatively, there is. Are there any more questions on any questions here? Uh, go ahead, on. Excuse me. Oh, no. Can help us um, discern whether something really is our civic duty? And is there an emotion or um, some internal message that we can pay attention to? Well, I know there might be, and again, dependent. Uh, someone who's meditating a lot, someone who is clear. The, the choices between this and that, should I or shouldn't I, when it comes to that kind of thing, I say less is better. Don't do not do anything because probably you're not to that area of the hallway or the forest floor where you actually see the, the causes and conditions that would let you know what's a, what's a good path to take. Until that time, it always looks like this or that, this or that. So um, the sitting practice of meditation and uh, Training the awareness to see clearly what is coming and what is going, what is rising, what is falling away, uh, helps us to see that uh, that what needs to be done will be will become obvious if we hold our horses a little bit. When it comes to something like voting, we can't do that. We have to we have to get this done, and so you just do the best you can because you are being forced to to do it on a certain. You're doing it within a certain framework, and to not do it means that you're completely left out of the situation. But as far as civic duty, I would say don't abandon uh, your, not only your your uh, your family, your biological family, your, your uh, spiritual community, your sangha, uh, or the, 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 the uh, city, the country, the state, the nation. That doesn't mean you have to be involved in everything, but just uh, watch what's happening. Be aware of what's happening in that area if you can. It's difficult because it's such a labyrinth. I mean, you could, you know, you just trying to find out who your who the senators are in your state, and they don't make that obvious anymore. You notice that all the political sides, none of them say Democrat or Republican. If you do see one that says that, uh, it's you know, unusual because because that has begins become something that sell or it doesn't show up so well so things are there's it's so very complicated uh, and the reason I say less is better that, that if you, you don't conclude then there's always kind of an openness which doesn't feel very good to ego uh, or an openness of like the feeling of I don't know what to do I don't know what to do I would say good good don't, don't conclude anything and then the conclusion that needs to come about because you haven't concluded anything and covered up uh, out of not liking to not know what to do or some kind of fear of the future or uh, fear of uh, not control, controlling things at the right time. So it is a it is a kind of lack of trust in just in your world and in your situation based on fear. So I would say less is better. I mean, you're, you know, speaking and you're, uh, you're already connected into, into the community and have been for years as a therapist. So in your particular situation, you're, you know, you're working with people, dealing with all kinds of issues, uh, drug issues and everything. So you're more connected than most people are. 
but maybe they're, you're asking me in a, in a different way, or like, is there something else you should be doing? Oh, no, Ron, I'm just wondering, since um, we're, I'm on the path, is there a lot of time I should be on the path, and instead of trusting my own judgment, should I be um, trusting the teacher's judgment, or some other... I would say since you're uh, you've received precepts you're right now you're living in a monastery I would say you should give the, the teacher the benefit of the doubt kind of like you're doing now I don't function like teachers in ancient times where you had everything the teacher says that I will do that's a Tibetan kind of and it, it might have been necessary in the in the 15th century to function in that way because of the social structure but not anymore just like we don't have to have nuns silly, but it probably worked in ancient times because of the incredible prejudice against the division between the difference between men and women. It's not it's still there, but it's receding. Oh, it seems like if, um, in my case, I would do nothing ever. You um, would do nothing ever? If yeah, what? because I would always be waiting for some sort of um, that this is the right decision. Haven't you noticed I tell you what to do? Several several occasions. And I have several students I never tell them what to do. But in your situation, I might have told you what to do twice. Are you counting? Yeah. Two times, I've said. And because I that's why it's necessary to have a teacher, not because you need the teacher forever forever. A trunk even says you need a teacher so you can leave the teacher. You need the teacher so you can be a student and be taught so that you can, this doesn't mean you would never talk to the teacher again. It's just that you no longer function. You understand that everything is a teacher and you're always a student, but you might need to run into that kind of a dynamic. I certainly did. It was, it was painful and difficult for me 40, 40, 45 years ago. So it's, it's so different with each person. That's why uh, I'm very biased. I think it's necessary to have a strong spiritual path. Otherwise, the, the mundane path will just usurp your, it will use your passion, aggression, ignorance to control you, control others. It's just like if you watch, uh, there's a, a law about uh, militias. You can have a militia as long as you don't, you can get together with guns and everything. You can't march in formation. Good idea. Marching in formation is called a spirit corps, spirit of a unit, and it locks you right into that. And when you do everything on command with everybody else over and over and over, you, you get uh, conditioned to just follow orders without thinking. And that's what the people who want to control the world want you to do. That's why they have armies and so on. And then and that shows up somewhat in the in the Buddhist tradition of trying to get all of the monks and all the people to obey. So, Care for that. More? Further questions? Thank you, Brian. Yes. Another question from Josh in Kalamazoo. Yes. Is voting a conclusion if you pick one person over another? Of course. You had to ask me that. Of course it is. When I say don't conclude, I know you can't help but conclude. But when I say don't conclude, I'm saying this 
if you're listening to me and you, you consider yourself you know, a part-time student or whatever you consider yourself, you know, you will look more closely at the way in which you conclude. And why am I saying that? It's about awareness of conclusion. It's not about stopping that. Then, if there's a lot of awareness around the conclusion, then you'll notice that sometimes you're going to need to just not only need to conclude, you just have to conclude. And other times that you can wait a while before you make any conclusion there. You might find you never make a conclusion there because there's never enough evidence, maybe, for going this way or going that way. But yeah, yeah, it's a a concluding. This doesn't mean you shouldn't look at, try to see what. What's, which direction should I go there? And sometimes it both directions, as it's done in the political situation, is like, but that's why it's so disappointing to see two people running for office and are both confused in different ways and are, are, have aligned themselves uh, with uh, huge corporations, which want to be people because they're billionaires. Painful to see that. Uh, I don't think, I don't know. Uh, I don't think, I don't know. Those are probably enough said right there. You do it. You look at it. You train your mind. You you realize who you are. I know who you are. I, I don't have any doubts about that at all. I know you're not separate from anything else, anybody else. There isn't there aren't two separate things anywhere. It's just amazing you can't even make a peace song. Not two separate things. I'm not saying they're not separated. They're incredibly separated. The floor is much, uh, quite a bit, quite separated. This floor right here is quite separate from uh, uh, the moon. Dr. Yes, sir. If we say that, if we say that both sides are confused in different ways, I voted, I came to a conclusion, but what's the point? What's the point of what? What's the point of voting if they're both confused? Well, one's, uh, one's confused about uh, how much ketchup to put in the spaghetti, and the other one's confused about whose throat to slit. I think it's pretty powerful uh, contrast. But let's just keep the ship afloat because some people want to sink it. Uh, they want to sink it because they want their own ship and they want you to be on one of the oars. I mean, I'm being a little bit silly with it, but it's that's what it's about. That's what's happening in uh, South America, different places in, in Europe, in Poland. If, if you follow the news, which you should at least look at it a little bit, it's uh, pretty pretty volatile. This doesn't mean we need to hide out on the mountaintop or hide out in the monastery. Go in, train your mindset, and then uh, interact. Just like you're uh, you're training to be an, uh, an attorney, and at some point, I know uh, I'm talking to you. Uh, you want to uh, help uh, people who are incarcerated, help people who are who are on the the, the difficult end of the spectrum as far as uh, human beings in the United States. So I think that's a good idea. But when you say, what's the point? Uh, I'm just saying it's because of the contrast. That's the point. Is that helpful or am I just 
Are you walking away chuckling? No, no, no. That's extremely helpful. Yeah, thank you. I I had that feeling, but um, people have asked me if both sides are confused, and at the same time, you can see the some points to both sides. Well, then why would you bother voting? It doesn't make a difference in the end. And so, yeah, your response is very helpful to put that answer into words. Thank you. Makes a whole lot of difference. And that's if things will be uh, peachy keen uh, if uh, Democrats uh, get in, but probably will be. There's a, People are more interested in other human beings there. It's a more of a humanitarian thing rather than saying some people. Uh, it's an extreme racism. It's horrible. And, but it's covered up with with all kinds of uh, fancy ideas and people who are good at manipulating words and concepts and judging and, and evaluating. And it's uh, quite sickening. I mean, literally sickening sometimes. I'm sure some of you would maybe concur with that. But the way to work with this is, is work with it as a structure that's been set up for hundreds of years. Let's, let's just try, try to protect that uh, balance, which is just about uh, keeping a, a roof on the building and keeping the foundations from being uh, eaten away by a, a giant uh, lizard with orange hair. And you can tell that I don't have any opinions on it. It's not about not having opinions. It's about knowing that they are conditionally based. Everything is Everything is based on conditions. So the whole idea of right and wrong is a misunderstanding. That doesn't mean that you don't see the difference between uh, a snake and a bunny rabbit. There's a difference. And please, if, if I'm not, if this isn't clear, if there's something you're, if you're, I don't want you to particularly walk away from this, uh, just immediately go to the go to the cushion and feel all disturbed because because I was giving you a headache. If you have a question about this that, that, that you can bring into words and ask, I'm delighted to respond. I might say I don't know, but I still want the question. The question not only will help you, possibly, it will help me as a teacher, and it may help somebody who doesn't know how to ask that question. Teresa Bowen. Are there ever times that it's helpful to be a conscientious objector, Ellen? You could. I think there's times for everything, so you could do that. I think my, as I mentioned, my father who was killed in the Second World War in Germany. I think he, uh, if there had been a structure there that he knew about, I think he might have done that. From what his, uh, um, from what my mother said. So, Karen, you have a question? So, Karen Bowing, sometimes duty is tiring. Is is duty tiring to you? Um, I don't think the, the duty part of it or the, the because it's pretty choiceless. So, I'm not doing it because it's a duty. It's it's like, like I don't want to do that, but since it's my duty, I'll do it. I just, I just find myself doing it, and it's, uh, <clears throat> it's more tiring for me to walk from the hojo uh, and come and sit on this tan than it is for me to 
to to talk to people about their minds or answer questions. It's more tiring, but that might have to do with just being an old person, perhaps. But not not particularly tiring. I'm I'm kind of delighted that I'm still here. That I didn't vanish. But I'm still able to do this and and uh, support people in uh, finding out who they are. As, as you've heard me say, perhaps, it's Buddhism, of course, and it's Zen, and of course, and it's Tibetan Buddhism, of course, and it's all the other things that I uh, talk about with the, uh, here and with others and so on. But it's not, we don't have to lock down on anything. We need some forms. But the forms are to be observed, not obeyed like, you know, the code of, the uniform code of military justice. It's not, it's not that kind of, we don't need that kind of. That's why people can come and go. People, people need may need to do some of this, maybe for a year or two, and then maybe do something else. I don't know. Um, if, uh, as I've said, kind of jokingly, but not exactly. It's just if I were to tell you my idealistic uh, approach here is everybody should be should fully ordained as monks, and everything the whole world should be a huge monastery. Other than that, we're going to continue to spend. And even if we do that, there's going to be a lot of spinning. It'll just have. It'll have forms around it that are forms that understand what's happening rather than are trying to control what's happening. At least that's how I see it. But again, with uh, when something the duty part seems tiring, this is this is a dharma gate. If you're anybody, if you're feeling it's a dharma gate, in other words, it's a door into the truth of your of what is obstructing your fundamental nature, and and it is uh, has to do with the Paramita of energy. It's just to be observed. You don't have to crank up any energy. Just just notice that it's it's challenging or it's difficult, and notice that if you don't if you don't fluff it up, you don't you don't uh, you don't uh, um, don't do anything with it to make it more understandable, or you don't lecture yourself about it. I shouldn't feel that way. That's probably the not the worst thing, but that's a difficult area because it causes it, to, causes it to go in circles. It'll disappear a little bit and then it'll come back. It's circular. And so, but, so it needs to be a very straightforward going right into the dark. Go into the dark. Uh, uh, go into the darkness uh, that is being covered up by that word. Uh, duty is tiring. Sometimes duty is tiring. And see what's actually happening there. Do it with the awareness rather than with the thinking process or with the commentary or with the, you know, the little sentence that might show up. Uh, I've noticed that my, uh, uh, if I'm doing uh, several interviews uh, in the afternoon or something, I notice that when I'm in the interview, I'm all about that interview. I'm all about it. I mean, there's no, there's no feeling of, you know, anything being. Being a duty or being anything other than just I'm just talking to somebody, but 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 between the interviews, sometimes I I'm, I just go take a nap because I'm, I'm exhausted. Literally, that's how I feel. I'm just tired out. But then when it's time for the next interview, because I do it with people, I'm kind of a energy vampire. I, and I mean this sincerely. I do when I talk to you, any one of you, when I talk to you, I get I get. Um, and get energy from the from the communication because it's it's so very important. When I say it's important, it's relatively important, of course, but it's ultimately it's ultimately important. 
relatively might be helpful, might might not be. This might be your path. I might be your teacher. I might not be. I don't have any propaganda particularly about me and my style. Not political. Any further questions? <laughs> so it was all that clear, huh? There's no questions. Pretty clear. Okay. Dedicate the merit. The merit of this Ten directions, the three worlds, all the Buddhas, all the ones, Bodhisattvas, Mahasattvas, the great Prajna, Paramita. O Buddhas and Bodhisattvas of the ten directions and the three times, please hear us. Please come down out of the light and protect the Bodhi Buddhist Temple Monastery, our Sangha families, friends, and visitors. Heal everyone who is unhappy or suffering in both of them.